Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Joel Box from the Midwest Dream Squad and Juan Bernal from Pedro's Posse. I think you'll enjoy these conversations. And if you want more information about either of these teams or any of the teams competing in TBT, be sure to check out thetournament.com. Joel Box from the Midwest Dream Squad. Joel, where does the team name come from? Uh, You know what? Uh, Dijon Knight, I think, came up with the name, uh, which I I think it's a pretty unique name. And uh, it's just a bunch of guys uh, that pretty much was just thrown together. Obviously, as a lot of people know from last year, but uh, it's more of Dijon Knight's um, doing, just coming up with that name. How did the team for 2016 come together? You know, uh, Dijon, again, just kind of reached out to everybody um, and contacted us about playing. And actually, uh, Eric Palm is the one who contacted me about it. And I, when I first heard about it, I thought it was too good to be true. I was like, man, I got a million-dollar tournament. You don't have to pay anything to get in it. Um, you know, I, again, I just thought it was too good to be true. So Eric Palm is the only guy that I knew from the team last year. So we – and, you know, I know a lot of people know, and but, but for those that don't, we were thrown together and met each other the day of the game, like literally some of them 20, 30 minutes before the game. So just how everything happened last year is pretty, pretty awesome. Why are you playing in TBT in 2016? I'm doing it again because, man, last year was just, again, it was, at first I thought it was too good to be true, and I was blown away just how professional it's done, um, how everything's handled. Um, definitely the best tournament. Obviously, the, the prize money is huge. But besides that, it's just it's an unbelievable tournament. And uh, just the way it was done, I couldn't wait for, for this year. What would it mean to you to win TBT? Oh, man. Man, but outside the money, I mean, who wouldn't want $2 million? But um, just the fact that uh, with all the, the big names that are playing in it and the, for the chance to play on national a national stage, um, you know, it's just it's something like you can brag about for the rest of your life. You know, not, not too many people can say, hey, we, you know, we won a tournament for $2 million. So it'd be, it'd mean a whole lot, a whole lot, definitely. Which team in your region besides yourselves do you think is the best? No, honestly, I haven't even really looked, and I'm really not concerned uh, with any other teams. It's just focusing. It's all about about us, you know, and, and what we're doing, um, no matter who we're playing against. I think uh, we proved that kind of well last year with the teams that we were going up against with a lot of uh, Wisconsin and Notre Dame alumni. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's about what we do. Joel, last summer – as you said, the team really came together, not on a whim, but certainly at the last minute, seemingly. As you said, a, a lot of guys only met each other 20, 30 minutes before the game. What do you think it was about last year's squad that was able to gel so quickly on the court? You know, I think it's just um, it's just really <laughs> so crazy. But I think just the fact that we have a bunch of guys that played professional basketball. And I think when you're on that level, you kind of just know um, – kind of your role, I guess you could say. And I think the biggest thing was the fact that we didn't have any selfish players on our team. You know, nobody was concerned about going out and getting 20 or 30 points. We shared the ball. Um, but again, even even the fact those things, it's still very, uh, it's still just real crazy on how it happened because a lot of things take time. You know, I know a lot of teams were practicing for months for that. Um, so it's just, it's just a crazy thing that how everything worked out. But I think the biggest thing with our team is just we just had a lot of uh, unselfish guys. Do you think it would be frustrating to be on the other end of a of a game where you're playing a team like yours that 
did come together at the last minute and just everything seems to click. It, it, I would oh, think yeah. if I was practicing for months and I had a real team organized and everything like that, and all of a sudden this team that just met each other comes and beats me, I would be like really livid about that. Oh man, I would be really frustrated. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams where I was getting a lot of messages from people too, cause they were like, dude, there's no way you guys are going to win anything. How are you guys going to expect to compete? And you haven't even practiced. Heck, you haven't even met your, your guys yet. You know, and um, but we, I was getting, you know, hey, you guys are going to lose by 40 or 50. I remember we were playing, going to play Notre Dame on ESPN, uh, you that night. People were like, oh, man, you know, it's going to be a 50 point game. But again, it's just it's not about things on paper or anything like that. And we just had a lot of hungry guys and uh, a lot of guys that were ready to compete. And uh, I think we, we, we proved a lot of people wrong for sure. In terms of this year's team, one thing that's really noticeable, and it was to me from almost no October or November forward was that Dijon as the GM took a much different role in terms of organizing the squad. And uh, it seems much more uh, pre-planned, organized. There's a real um, uh, desire, I think, to sort of, I don't know if professionalize is the right word, but certainly, certainly kind of organize the team heading into the event. Is that your perception of what is going on with the team this year as well? Absolutely. Like just last night, I was blown away. Just the fact, like I got the link that we're like, we're going to have a selection party in Chicago, just like things like that. But um, we got guys that have put together with uh, like detailed schedules of practices. Um, we all have like memberships to be able to go to a facility in Chicago to work out like several times a week. And I think just the fact that um, how we finished last year, and I think every, in the back of everybody's minds, we're like, well, man, if we, maybe maybe we could have really won this thing or something or been right there with we would have had some practices and, and kind of gelled a little bit more. So I think every Deshaun's just going in with a different mindset and looking at it that way. Um, and like you said, it's just a lot more professional and uh, really, really uh, I like the way it's going. In terms of what we can expect from the team this year, have you had a chance to kind of meet the guys? Are you have you started practicing with them yet, or when is that going to actually take place? The actually first practice is actually today. I know guys are um, kind of all spread out everywhere. Um, and in fact, I'm way down here, so I can't make it to every one. I will um, be going next week to the to the first one. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's just everybody's kind of all over. Um, but I have not met any of the guys, uh, the new guys on our team yet. I do know some of them, like Sean Dockery from from high school um, when he played. used to follow him quite a bit. But anybody else outside the team from last year, I have not met yet. The coach this year is Antonio Mastranzi, who's played well, you know, for a long time overseas from Northern Illinois. Have you had a chance to talk to him yet about what the expectations are for a style of play, what to do on the court, that kind of stuff? Not not totally, not yet. That's something that's going to be talked about tonight with practices and stuff. And I will be um, talking with him like later tonight, I think, uh, just just about those expectations and stuff like that. But I think everybody, um, we do have like a group chat um, on Facebook that everybody um, uh, is involved in. So he'll, he'll put in there um, kind of a little bit what the expectations and stuff are. But we all we all know. I mean, we're we got some good players, so it should be should be a lot of fun. What goes on in the group chats on Facebook? What are you guys oh, talking man. about? Uh, no, it's <laughs> we keep it strictly about the tournament and stuff like that. Sometimes uh, we during the playoffs we were going back and forth talking about you know the Cavs and and uh, uh, Warriors uh, series, but other than that, it's just things about uh, you know practice times maybe that are available or just um, things leading up to the first practice, which is today uh, or any time. We picked up a new guy on the team or something like that, but it's uh like I said, this it's 
the way they got to put put together this year is really really professional and, and uh it, it makes it that much more exciting and uh and enjoyable for sure aside from the guys that you played with last year like emil clayton eric palm um have you played with any of these guys before marcus Never. morrison adrian moss aaron nelson no uh no nope, what's the so what's the connection so how did all these guys end up uh coming on it was just this year? it was well the one this year is just a lot of guys that um different guys on the team knew so they would contact you know hey Dijon or you know or the coach that they had this player or um the coach did a lot of stuff too um just going out and, and looking for players and what we need um to fill positions uh you know last year was a little tough the fact I think what the first two games or so we only played with six players you know I think one game out had seven so just the fact that we have more guys that we know um that we can kind of rely on to be there um, but yeah, it's just kind of all, um, guys that Dijon and the coach knew. Um, uh, we tried to pick up, uh, Fred Van Fleet, who's a friend of mine too. Um, but that didn't work out, but yeah. So mm-hmm. outside of, um, uh, Dockery and Cyrus Tate, you don't have a guy, I don't think that went to a power five conference, uh, school. Right. What kind right. of an impact do you think that makes in terms of the way that you guys play? Maybe the attitude that you take into a tournament like this, where you're playing right. against guys that did go to those types of schools like Kentucky, Kansas state. Michigan State. I think it's just you have a lot of guys that are out to prove a lot of things. Maybe those guys didn't get the opportunity to play at a high level of, you know, Division One basketball like that. So you're kind of playing with more of a sense of urgency and, and um, just you have just a different demeanor about it, I think, versus guys like that. Not that that experience um, kind of gives them, I wouldn't say an advantage because, I mean, look at our team last year. We didn't have any guys really on our, our team that played you know, high level division one basketball for, you know, like against the guys we were going up against. So to me, things like that's just what's on paper and paper. When it, when you get inside those lines, it, it, you know, all that goes out the window. You just got to compete. You've been playing overseas for a while. And um, I'm curious if you think that your background collegiately has helped you or hurt you uh, in terms of establishing yourself overseas. Um, no, I would say it's definitely uh, helped me. Uh, I remember when I first graduated from college, I was uh, very hesitant about going overseas. Um, but man, I, I I couldn't imagine doing anything differently. Obviously, my goal coming out was to you know play in the NBA, and things just didn't work out and happen the way I wanted to. But it's definitely helped me. And um, being overseas is just uh, outside of basketball has made me appreciate a lot more, appreciate life more, and the things that I do with kids and stuff. Now I'm able to. Um, use those things to, to share and help these kids out. Do you have a favorite place you've played overseas? I like to ask that question because I'm amazed at how many places guys end up playing. Yeah, I think my favorite place that I played in uh, was Dubai. Um, just uh, unbelievable country. <laughs> I just talked country to somebody the, the other day. They said that. They said the same thing about Dubai. Uh, man, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. It's really like a man-made country pretty much. They're constantly building uh, but it's just uh, they they go over the top with everything there. Very very, uh, it's a pretty awesome country. But outside of that, I, like outside of the Middle East, I like um, uh, Argentina and Uruguay were were pretty nice places too. But I would, overall, Dubai is my favorite. What is it like when you're going to a country like Dubai specifically as an athlete? And you know, I don't. First of all, what are the crowds like? Are you playing in front of a lot of people? Do people come up to you on the street? And recognize you as fans of the team. What is that? What is like? What is it like? I guess as an athlete there. 
Yeah, um, a lot of each country I've played in has been different. So versus like Dubai, basketball is not real big there. You know, like uh, most Middle Eastern countries or any any international country, soccer is usually the number one sport. Um, I've been in countries though, like in Turkey and in Lebanon, where it's just it's unbelievable. Argentina and Uruguay, where it's uh, you know, fans are there two hours before the game. They're constantly, um, they, they got noise instruments, noise makers, drums. They're chanting the entire time, like nonstop from the time they get in the gym to the time they leave. And sometimes they're still outside the stadium chanting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like, um, how the NBA would be here. You know, they recognize you, especially if you're in a country where they take it real serious. Um, you're like a, a celebrity to them. So, you know, you'll be out. People ask take pictures or autographs and stuff like that. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat. Joel, I really appreciate your time. I know you've got a lot of campers you're going to attend to tonight. Uh, (laughs) It's been a busy summer for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Good luck in Chicago. Sounds good. Thank you, Dan. My name is Juan Bernal, and I'm the general manager and head coach of Pedro's Posse. Uh, we're very excited to be a part of the 2016 TBT and uh, looking forward to competing and, and um, entertaining the crowd and making some things happen uh, starting in Chicago on July 16th. Juan, what does the team name mean, Pedro's Posse? Uh, well, Pedro's Posse it, – it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a, a name that came up uh, when I had originally started this back in uh, 2009. It was it was a bunch of friends and I sitting around, and uh, we came up with the name Pedro's Posse. It was it was just one of those things that uh, the alliteration sounded great. It, it Pedro is kind of this mythical figure. Um, it, it's funny because there's a lot of people that call me Pedro, um, not knowing that they're thinking that that's my real name. Um, it's actually my dad's name, but he's not, it, it's not something we really, uh, we really dedicated to him, so to speak. It's, it's just a name that sounds great and we just kind of ran with it and here we are. Why are you guys playing in TBT? Well, this, this was an idea that, uh, it came together actually before the start of last year's tournament. And, uh, it, it pretty much, uh, started with two or three guys that expressed interest. And then, uh, I reached out to a few of, of my, uh, collection of players that I'm collected with, asked if it was something that they would be interested in and, uh, then Jason came along and, and expressed some uh, pretty heavy interest, and then Mike Bibby came along. And once once those things uh, kind of uh, once those commitments happened, uh, then it was something that went from a thought to being something really serious. And then ever since then, it was full steam ahead. And and we want to play. We we love the competition uh competing at a pretty high level locally is something we've done uh you know just the the group of guys that are from the central florida area now uh we want to take that along with some guys that we know from outside the area and, and compete uh on a national level
in what in what we think is is the best money tournament in the world. What would it mean to win TBT? I mean that that has a lot of implications. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, for for the community of Central Florida, I think it's something. Uh, you know, with the with the things that happened here a couple weeks ago, I think that would be a positive step for our community. It would it would bring it together. Um, and uh, for us, you know, I know that you know with Jason and Mike, there's a lot of hype behind our roster. But the names, the other guys that we have, they may not be the biggest household names and you may not look at them and be like, oh my God, these guys, they're, they're not necessarily going to blow you away, but they are the right guys uh, that surround our roster. And, you know, you look at the teams that have won this thing uh, in the past, you, you look at Notre Dame alumni and you look at overseas elite. And I don't think that they had the most talented rosters, but they had the guys that surrounded the, they complemented the talent uh, on their roster the best. They had the best complementary roster. And I think that we have a very good complementary roster. Which team in the Midwest region besides yourselves do you think is the best? I mean, I think Eberline Drive has a hell of a team. I mean, you're you're looking at guys that have, uh, you're looking at eleven players that have played uh, at the highest level of basketball, each and every one of them. And uh, if they if they can get it together, they can make a very very strong run. Um, and, and they just, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty unbelievable the talent level that, that he was able to put together up there. Um, so I, I think them and, you, you know, you look at the alumni teams, like I said, I mean, the, the alumni teams are, they, they know how to play well together. Their chemistry is really good. They all know each other. They all want to play for each other and they all have. Uh, they all have something they want to get behind. So you look at Kansas State, you look at Kentucky, you look at Marquette, um, and you look at Michigan State. Those are four alumni teams in our region that, uh, if you're a, a coach or a GM, you're, you're pretty scared to play. It's, it's not a team that you want to play, uh, in any game at any point because of, uh, uh, because of the chemistry, the fan support, and what they want to play for. Well, I think one of the questions that everybody in, on the internet is asking and everyone that I talk to is asking is, what is the connection to uh, Jason Williams and Mike Bibby that you have? How did you get these guys on the roster? I mean, Jason's lived in, in Orlando for, uh, for a few years now. And, uh, you know, Jason... I mean, many people are going to take this out of context, but Jason and I are friends and, uh, he's, uh, he's a guy that he's been playing with, uh, with Pedro's posse off and on in the pro-am for six years. And what, when I initially approached him about it, um, it was something that, you know, he, he may have had some interest in doing and then, between uh between a couple of other players on the roster that are that are really good friends with him and I uh you know we explained to him the concept of TVT and 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 really got him to uh to to commit and 
you know, made sure he, he had some, uh, some input in terms of the roster, uh, in terms of how things were going to be organized. So, uh, really it's, it's been, that relationship has been six years in the making and something like this is, is really, uh, the apex of it, so to speak, the, the preparation and the participation, uh, in this, uh, with Jason and then with Mike Bibby, uh, you know, really, he just, he just contacted me out of the blue one day and asked, Hey, is Jason going to play? And I said, I said, yeah, you know, Jason and I and, and some players on the roster are friends. And, uh, you know, he's as committed as he'll ever get to, uh, playing in something like this if we were behind it. And, uh, he, he got behind it and joined the team. And he's, you know, he's been the same as Jason. We've, uh, we've been in, in pretty good communication throughout the last couple months. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, uh, it, it's been a good relationship and I'm looking forward to, uh, to coaching him and, uh, having him be a part of Pedro's posse. When, um, the last couple of years where, when Jason pops up, there have been two things that have popped up. Number one, I guess there was an awesome video, I think of his son playing who seems to have the same ball handling ability as Jason has. But then the other one is that there's these periodic videos of him showing up and just dominating a summer league in Orlando and playing in a pro-am in Orlando. Is that with your team that he's playing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Orlando pro-am. So, um, you know, the most the most recent video just came out, the all-access one, and uh, it, it kind of shows you a little bit of of what goes on, I guess. I mean, there were there were a couple games that were that were filmed, uh, in, in its entirety. And they, you know, they put mics on all the players and, and me and Jason. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an experience and it's, it's something that, uh, you know, between the pro-am that just goes on in the summer and, um, you know, there's a cup, there's a few different leagues, uh, that, that we all play with Jason and, and, and Jason's just a guy, man, he, he loves to play. I mean, he's 40 years old. He, he loves the game. And he still, you know, dedicates himself to it like uh, he was, you know, like he's playing in uh, in Sacramento back in the uh, in the early 2000s or the late 90s. Uh, he, he really thinks the game uh, at, at an extremely high level. I think somebody, um, you know, so, somebody came up with a great analogy the other day. It's like, he's, uh, he's spitting basketball calculus when the best of, when the rest of us are thinking in algebra terms. Uh, and, and that's really what it is. Um, so he's, you know, the, the, really the best way to describe Jason is, is just a, a former guy that uh, a former NBA guy who is retired that, that just loves the game and he's playing with us. And uh, I know that's what the fans and uh, everybody that's excited about TBT wants to see. And we're, we're looking forward to getting out there. It sounded like when we were talking about earlier that you, you've really followed TBT pretty closely. How did the idea kind of come to fruition that you were going to enter, enter this team into the event? I mean, it's, it's really just one of those things. Like I knew if I could get the 11 right players and, uh, and a couple people to support what we were trying to do, like this, this was something that was tailor made, uh, not just for me, but everybody that, that has supported Pedro's posse. Um, I think there were a faction of people that were disappointed that 
we didn't try to put a team together last year, but uh, I knew that last year uh, I, I just couldn't get the right guys together in time because, you know, there's 64 great teams in this. And if you don't put your best foot forward, uh, it's something that, that you're going to regret doing. So I wanted to put my best foot forward, uh, put it, you know, have it come together the right way and uh, hopefully great results happen. Let's talk a little bit about the other guys in the squad because you seem to fully recognize that it's really all of the pieces that you have that matter when you're trying to advance to a tournament like this. So who else on the team should we be looking at in terms of a breakout star, somebody that you think is going to be on the receiving end of those no-look passes and, and some of that stuff? Well, uh, I think you have David is Dulkis. He's the, he's the first guy that, uh, that comes to mind. He's, uh, he plays, uh, uh, Euro League in Lithuania, uh, really, really good complimentary player on both ends, defends three positions really well, uh, shoots the ball extremely well, really athletic too. I think, uh, he's going to be on the receiving end on, of, uh, of a couple of uh, those alley oops. And uh, he he's really, uh, as of right now, our our most important player at both ends. Uh, he's a former member of the Lithuanian national team, so he's uh, he he can he can really play. He's one of the most talented players on our roster. Uh, and then you have uh, we we just added Amadou Mboji, six uh, eleven shot blocking big, and uh, he he's really somebody we needed. Plays in the D League for Reno. Um, he's, he's been in the D league pretty much his entire professional basketball career, um, rebounds and, and, and is a good shot blocker, a great, great complimentary player. Um, and then we have, uh, we have Luke Laux, who is a, uh, plays, uh, overseas in Germany, uh, uh, Euro cup team. And he's, uh, another great role player, shooter, defender. Um, can knock the open three down. Um, Brian Richardson is, you, you're going to see him in the game at points. He's, he's probably the best shooter in the tournament. And I'm not just saying that because he's, he's my player. I, I think that, uh, I really do think that you give him an, an open shot and you got, you're going to have to give him a uh, space because, you know, because of the way our team is set up, he's going to be able to, uh, to knock down some shots. And then you have uh, complementary pieces like Josh Warren and Alex Castillo, who both know their roles and, the, and they're really good players. Um, you know, Josh is a, is a great rebounder, uh, defender. And then Alex is a, is a good finisher on the other end, um, uh, on, the, on the offensive end, probably one of our, our best finishers around the basket. And then, uh, you know, you obviously have Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby can, can really shoot the ball. I, uh, I, I saw a couple of workout videos of him shooting the ball. And I think with Jason handling the ball and, uh, and, and Luke Laux handling the ball, uh, he's, he's going to be able to knock down some open shots. And, uh, and again, I think we're, we're going to be able to space teams out and, uh, and, and create open shots, but not, not just for Bibby and Brian, but, but for the rest of our guys as well. Um, and then, uh, Torlin Fitzpatrick, stretch four, 
rebounds is is a pretty solid athlete too. We we added him late, and uh, he's he's a guy that uh, he fills a need because he's a stretch four. So if we have to go small, uh, we can put him in the game uh, at the four, the five, and uh, and and he can spread the floor for us. So we we really value guys that can shoot the basketball and do multiple things and that are very well-rounded. And I think we have, uh, you know, with our team, we have that uh, in, in all 10 of our players. And we're going to add an 11th player. We have some some different uh, options that we're looking at. So uh, once we, you know, once we finalize that uh, that position, we'll, uh, you know, we'll make sure to, you know, let you guys know. Do you, um, it sounded like you anticipate playing Williams at the one and Bibby at the two. Is that? part of the plan yeah they're you know i had a conversation with both of them and they're going to both be on and off the ball um you know both uh both are good on and off the ball so it, it just depends at what point in the game and um you know the the way the game is going that you know it's it's impossible for me to sit here and, and say uh you know, what percentage each of them is going to play on and off the ball, because it's not like, you know, it's not like a regular season pro-am game or, or really anything I've ever coached for an extended period of time with, uh, you know, with a group of guys uh, that, that you can plan out. You can see if stuff works because, you know, if something doesn't work for five minutes, that could be the difference between you moving on to the next game and you going home. So, uh, we, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we're going to practice and, and we're going to see what the best fit is, but they're, they're going to both be on and off the ball. There are NBA coaches that struggle with, um, having control and dictating the, uh, pace of play, style of play, all of that kind of stuff with, uh, veterans. Not that Mike and, and Jason are difficult because of, by all accounts, they're absolutely not, but I'm curious from your perspective as the coach of the team, is that something that you're anticipating will be more of a group effort, deciding things like what's working after five minutes and what's not, uh, calling plays, who gets the ball uh, at the end of the game, that kind of thing? Yeah, and it, it's it's dev- it's absolutely going to be a group effort, and, and you know, I, I tell uh, I tell people that uh, that I come across and, and do things like this these with that. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like, uh, like Mike and like, I know more basketball than Mike and Jason, because I, I, that I would look like the dumbest guy in the room if I went on record and said that that's absolutely false. But, um, you know, with, with Jason, uh, he knows who I am and I know who he is. We both know what our strengths are. Uh, so we understand that in terms of, play calling and things like that I'm going to need his input as well as the rest of the guys on the team like there's you know there's going to be things that my staff and I see that are tailored toward a certain focus uh and there's going to be things that the players who have all played at a much higher level than I have see and they're going to want to be uh they're going to want to focus on as well. So, you know, every I've, I've explained that to everybody on our roster that uh, feel free to input 
anything you have to say because I'm I'm very receptive to it. I'm I don't act like I know it all. And you know, on the opposite, I probably act too much sometimes, like I don't know enough. So it it's definitely going to be a group effort uh, in terms of some of the things that go on on that basketball court. What are you guys planning in terms of preparation in advance of the tournament? It sounds like it might be a little difficult to get everybody in the same place at the same time, but I'm sure that you've got something planned, huh? Yeah, we're going to practice a few times in Chicago. Uh, we're going to get in a couple of days before and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to uh, have some practices and shoot arounds, make sure everybody gets accommodated with each other, make sure they get their legs under them and, uh, uh, you know, really, really just go out on, on Saturday after two or three practices and, and try to win a couple games. I think that, uh, a lot of those practices are going to be just making sure they get familiar, uh, with each other. You, you don't want to, you don't want to kill guys, uh, from a physical standpoint, especially the ones that play basketball year round, uh, you know, try to run them into the ground. So I'm still trying to establish, a medium of, you know, making sure uh, we get our legs under us and then making sure we all know what's going on in terms of uh, in terms of plays and, and the couple sets that we're going to run as well. Um, last question is, I guess, as a basketball fan, which you undoubtedly are, uh, which teams are you looking forward to seeing play in this event? I mean, really every team. I mean, I know I mentioned the team in the Midwest uh, region, but uh, the, the South regional, um, you know, you have VCU with, uh, with, with Joey Rodriguez, who, uh, you know, I, I obviously wish them well. Uh, Joey's a Pedro's posse guy. I, I, I couldn't get him to commit though, unfortunately. Um, Does he, has he played with you down in Orlando before? Oh yeah. 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 He plays all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He plays all the time. Um, we, uh, BDB in the South region uh, is another team I, I would like to see. Um, the the team uh, LAU uh, NFD from uh, the West region uh, oversees elite. I obviously enjoyed watching them. Um, and then uh, Team Twenty Three is another team that I, uh, I I enjoyed watching last year. And then, you know, you obviously have, uh, oh, the, the team from the, the Northeast, uh, the, the Talladega Knights, they came together quite well. I, uh, I actually met that general manager, Ray, uh, down here in Orlando, uh, about a few weeks ago. And he, he was asking me, like, oh, how did you guys, wait, was that a random connection? How did you guys connect? Well, no, he, he called me, um, you know, he had reached out to me over Twitter and he's like, you know, I have a, uh, I have a car shop or a Ferrari shop or something in Winter Park. And I'm like, yeah, my office is in Winter Park. Um, so we just reached out and had coffee one day. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I just told him, you know, my connection to all these players and, and, and it was, it was really years of, of hard work. And then, uh, it, you know, I just told him that it was good to combine with somebody to get, uh, some players to give you a, a, a legitimate chance to win. And, uh, and, and he did that. He went out and got Edgar Sosa, Josh Boone, guys that can, that can really, really, really play. And, uh, and, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they do the Syracuse alumni. Uh, that's obviously a, a group that they've, 
put together a very strong roster, uh, an upgrade from last year. And they're, you know, they're, they're a big threat to get to the region. Um, the Ants alumni team, uh, they're in, in the Midwest region. They're going to be another tough out. And then, uh, the city of gods with, uh, with DeMar Johnson and Michael Sweeney. That's a very, very entertaining group of guys. So, I mean, there's, you know, I could sit here and talk about every team in this tournament. It's, you know, that's, that's re- looks really good on paper, but, um, you know, at some point, I, I know you have to, you have to go out and play and, and win some games. And that's, you know, that's what we're focused on. Juan, I really appreciate your time. You definitely have one of the most anticipated teams, I think, in TVT and particularly anybody that, you know, has a, um, uh, memory of early uh, early 2000s, late 90s NBA basketball is going to really enjoy, I think, the prospect of seeing Bibby and uh, Williams playing together. So congratulations on putting that together and good luck in Chicago. Yeah, thanks, Dan. And we uh, we appreciate the invite. Uh, you know, we appreciate everything your your staff and, and yourself have done to uh, uh, to accommodate us. And we uh, we look forward to participating. Sounds great. I'll talk to you soon, Juan. All right, Dan. Thanks.